March Book 3. Uh, becomes the first ever book to win a U.S. National Book Award. Now, this is pretty much the Oscars of literature. Mm-hmm. Like, only mm-hmm. top stories, prestigious things, pride and prejudice level uh, joints win this. This is the first time ever a comic book has uh, has picked up the award. Um, now, it's about, uh, I got the dude's name here. What? Right. Um, Congressman John Lewis. Thank you. Uh, Congressman hey, John yeah. Lewis, one of the, John Lewis, one of the dudes that marched with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., most recently, uh, he did the um, the sit-in that they did. I don't know. I don't think that went well that well, but right. they were trying to make a statement. Mm-hmm. Um, they did in Congress. They did like a, a sit-in to be reminiscent of uh, of the violence or to oh, protest the gun the violence, violence, yeah. the gun violence in the yeah, streets. Yeah, that was a few months ago. You're yeah, right. Yeah, a couple yep. months ago. But John Lewis is a legend within um, within civil rights circles. But please, yeah, you and you're right. And that was the first time I actually like knew of him and then started looking mm-hmm. looking into what he did. But it was mm-hmm. like, you're right, it was a, a few months ago that happened. Yep. Mm-hmm. One of the things I was getting at is that he's still doing it. That's what's big about this dude. It's mm-hmm. not just that he was one of those old guys that did that, you know, something cool back then and then retired. He's a dude that's still active to this day, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, earning civil rights for people and, and trying to make a difference. Uh, now, the book itself, uh, March Book 3, and I specifically say Book 3 because it's the third in a trilogy. And this was like the only book that won, or is it, was it recognized for the trilogy? Well, this was the the top that won. It was uh, it was right. it was uh, five nominees. Um, mm-hmm. I actually didn't write down the other names. I did check them out, and they were just t- standard titles. This was the comic book mm-hmm. that took it all, which is yeah. tremendous. First what I'm time saying is it was like was it were recognized for the the, the trilogy, trilogy of comics, or was just the, oh, that oh, okay. specific book, the third book? Wow, you know they actually didn't specify. Mm-hmm. They emphasized that it's a trilogy. Um, the entire story completes here. Um, so I would anticipate that it is this one, just only one, because yeah. you don't judge all, you don't judge, you don't, you know, right. gauge a James Bond book uh, by every James by Bond By every, yeah, sure. Yeah. And I think um, all the other ones dropped well in advance, not like he dropped them all at once. So mm-hmm. they dropped, mm-hmm. I think, like a year apart, each of them, because I have them, and shame on me for not getting a chance oh, to read them Oh, you do? All You've yet. actually read these things. No, I have not. I own them, but I have not read them, so shame on me. They're, they're in the queue. It is a shame on you. It's <laughs> very, I do feel ashamed about no, it. No, yes. no, no, no. We'll, we'll give you some leeway. I've seen your backlog, brother, okay? Like, <laughs> do you do the same thing I do, and is you buy like a thousand books at once, and yes, you have like, like a, a reading list that you can't possibly overcome within exactly. the months you want to? Right, yeah. be like in 2046, man, I can't wait to see how this Harry Potter guy makes it out of you. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm ready to talk about this now. I'm like, yeah, like, you're no, way, way you're behind, like six months behind that one. What is this? The Hunger Games. I love stories about <laughs> You uh, can't do topical stuff. You can't do topical stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, this is this is the latest. Um, this is a story that recounts his life, John Lewis, uh, Congressman John Lewis's life uh, during the civil rights movement in 1960s America. Um, John Lewis, anyone who doesn't know, we've mentioned the name several times, the congressman from Georgia. And uh, he helped organize the march. He was one of those dudes. But he also continues to tell stories outside of the march itself, just about different tales of the civil rights movement that people aren't uh, terribly familiar with. That's one, of the, uh, that's one of the things that's made his name over the years and why it's pretty big. This story, this one specifically was about the march. It's even called March. But they also include tidbits about, you know, this is also a fact that we had to consider. You know, this is a thing we dealt with outside of the march that, you know, may have hindered the uh, actual event itself. You know, he has inside information that he provides to people because he was there, you know, from Mm -hmm. somebody who was directly involved and not from Martin Luther King's perspective. Yeah. You know, you got to think how many people were there and then how many people have stories of that day. 
Yeah, true. How, many how different are they? You, you know what I mean? Like, your granddad, I remember we were walking and it was hot. And I tried to tell him, I don't give a damn about freedom right now. Give me some water. And then when we got there and there was no concession stand and I was pissed. So I got back <laughs> on the bus and slept. Um, I Thanks. Thanks, Pop Pop. Yeah. Want to talk to someone who else who actually listened? Yeah, but you imagine <laughs> the people that were there that it affected their lives, you know, like firsthand. Like how many people retell this story? No, very like true. Like in history, true. like the hundreds of thousands. You know, I mean, people that have watched it, they were affected by it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't checked this out, obviously, because um, I have nothing to say about it. But no, this this is something that I deeply want to check out, and this is an important thing. So, I mean, have you... Well, also, no, I haven't read it myself. Um, this was actually news to me, and I was really blown away because it's not just the story of the march that uh, really took it. And it's not just the fact that it was a prestigious figure like... Uh, Congressman Lewis. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that this is the first time that a comic book was given that level of prestige, was considered on the same keel as, you know, literature, quote unquote literature, you know, thick ass books that people have always considered. These are real literature where comics are funny books for kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, this it, is. I'm it, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say it's not since a book like Mao's that told the story of, you know, like Nazi regimes and put that in a processable format. You know, dealing with cats and mice, um, that books have been considered okay. This actually has a level of legitimacy. You know, sometimes it takes yeah. those extra uh, levels, and this is the first time that an award as high as uh, the uh, the U.S. National has been given to something that original that years ago would have been deemed just that. Oh, those throwaway. Well, comments. sometimes it takes picture books to be able to you know like approach something like even R. Crumb's uh, the Book of Genesis. You look yeah. at that, it's like it took me almost, you know, like I've never sat there and read the Bible, but I've thumbed through R. Crumb's book of Genesis like a dozen or so times. And that's the most I've ever taken out of it, you know what I mean? Because it has <laughs> picture, but it's told absolutely, you know, true to the story, true to the, true to the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it makes it easier to process. Exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I think, that's, that's, I think that's the kicker for, uh, for, uh, for, Mark, for the March series. I mean, I read the first, I read some of the first book. So I can't say I didn't touch it, but I definitely read mm-hmm. some of the first book. Mm-hmm. And the way it opens up, it's uh, John Lewis telling the story to his grandkids. So it's in ultimately, it's a major flashback, is what it is, and he's telling the story about basically the um, way a movie thing. would show it. Effectively, that you know? yeah. effectively just that. And for me, the reason what I got the March to begin with. It's because it brought back a, a time in my life where I first got exposed to graphic novels. I think I mentioned before in the show um, is when I've got my first graphic novel from my godmom about Crispus Addicts and the and um, revolutionary in the um in the Boston Massacre. What? So I that was my very first graphic novel when I was ten years old from my godmom. She was like, "You need to learn your history," and got that for me for a birthday gift. Um, it's somewhere in my mother's house in the in the basement of the attic, but. It didn't. It didn't want wonders for me to be able to have this to see people that look like me mm-hmm. in comics. I'm worth superheroes, but this was a real life story, and I think that's the kicker uh, for uh, for the March series that it does that. It it brings it in a tangible sort of way, like you mentioned, like with Miles and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that explains why. So when you set up the news clip saying, "Hey, this is this really happened," I was surprised, but I wasn't because the content is um, is palatable. For folks to be able to take, like you said, it's not one of those stand on the soapbox. I'll be lecture to you about what happened, you young buck who don't know. But it's <laughs> to tell you um, in a very tangible sort of way via graphic novels, and it's, I think it's a testament to how well the graphic novels are received in our society today. Okay, and see now that's important. A lot of people tend to forget that graphic novels are books, yes, in comic form. They're illustrated literature, but they're still literature. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that this is the first like major step that. 
will allow, well, I mean, not necessarily, oh, and now it has to be every comic that, you know, uh, that comes out has to be considered. But no, maybe this will allow more, allow, open the door for more media of this type to, you know, gain that kind of acceptance. What could possibly have won it before, you know? Though? Before this? Yeah. Um, Battle Pope, greatest hits. Um, Actually, do a lot of stuff, man. I mean, okay, one of my personal favorites. um, There's a book by. Oh, actually, I was I was gonna say there's this book Quixote uh, that I actually picked up from Image Comics a while back, which is just essentially just the story of Don Quixote placed in a uh, more modern perspective, a modern um, uh, environment where still the original Don Quixote, and it paints him as an origin an existing figure. But uh, as his time in history passed, uh, he himself, as a supernatural hero, didn't die. Yeah. Um, but he kind of rescinded into the background and was living in modern times as a homeless man mm-hmm. until you know a threat to the world came about again. But I think a better example uh, would be uh, this book, Pedro and Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pedro and Me by um, Judd Winnick, a guy well known for being on uh, The Real World San Francisco. And Pedro, a friend of his who was also on the show, a friend... He made on the show and uh, was one of the most famous uh, real world cast members ever because he was the first one ever on that show uh, to have AIDS. Mm. And, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me a second to remember that. Okay. Yep. And Winnick wrote this uh, wrote this book, very inspired, very dramatic, very touching and heartfelt tribute to his friend. That was Pedro's story. Yeah. You know his interactions with Pedro, and then all the stories that Pedro told him, leading up, you know, up until the start of the from the start of the relationship until Pedro's death, and then some parts after. You know, uh, Pedro's one of the main reasons that he met his wife, also from the show, and was married to her. You know, from then on, which is mm. kind of wild. It's all in the book, and it's really heartfelt. It's really like he pulls no punches, even though it's a personal story, and that's yeah. awesome. And it was just this fantastic read. I got at the point in life where I was just like, you know what? I'm tr- I'm really branching out, trying to read new books. Let me take recommendations from folks, which I never do anymore. That is dangerous. <laughs> uh, people have the worst taste. They will tell you the big. But this is like the one, one of the few times it worked out for me. Yeah, Pedro and Me by oh. Judd Winnick. I think this thing should have won awards a long time ago. <laughs> the time it worked out for me, I listened to somebody else. <laughs> I listened to somebody else's recommendations. The one time. One. All right. But, um, Glad to know my last thousand reviews have worked out for you. And well, no, of course. I mean, not, yeah, I mean, I uh, the, the exception there. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. But no. the, um, that was yeah. Well, anyway, just to wrap that up, um, co-writer Andrew Aiden. Uh, who's also a member of um, of Lewis's staff and was the one who mm-hmm. originally pitched the idea for March um, as a comic. And look how that's worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, he expressed an ideal takeaway from uh, from the event of March Book Three winning this award, and it's let the prejudice against comic books be buried once and for all. And yeah. I'm like, simple statement, but that's true. Hopefully, this and it took some seriously prestigious material, but. It was still presented in comic form. Let this be the first step in allowing all the media to be accepted. Well, and it's, it's not just a, the media; it's the people way. too. You know what I mean? It always takes that one book that gets people to to start thinking about something differently. It starts to think about, like in this in this instance, mm-hmm. comic books as something more than just comic books. Something yeah. like that. It's like funny stories with pictures. And it took me. It was like I think The Watchmen. You know, reading mm-hmm. that yeah, and yeah, then yeah. reading that and it was like, holy crap, this is like such an amazing story. And it's just, yeah, it has like photos next to it and everything like that. But mm-hmm. this is like one of the greatest novels I ever read. 
next to an obviously a story told in pictures and this mm-hmm. was and it takes something like that to really kind of break down that wall mm-hmm. I agree. and seeing something different and then you're like you're open to something else yeah, that kid. will be presented to you and then yeah so it, 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 it it's got a long way to go i think in the comic book in terms of being taken seriously mm-hmm. like really seriously consistently but it's definitely on its way. You're right. I think trade paperbacks are doing a wonder for that, though, uh, because even though it's all it is, just a collection of comp, of single issues, jam-packed to one, just that <laughs> physical appearance of it looking mm. like a book, as thick as a book, right. uh, could even put people over the edge of saying, you know what, I'm willing to buy in that and invest in that, yeah. um, just by virtue of the fact that it has that appearance. I mean, even when I'm going to train now, I see people with tons of graphic novels. Graphic novels are just trade paperbacks meshed into one issue. Um, well, it's like the pulp novels too, you know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. 